This is the Careers in Review podcast. We'll show you how to navigate the job market and career space like a pro. Starting now, here is your host, Ediana Rosen. Hello, hello, career reviewers, and welcome back to the Careers in Review podcast. I'm your host, Ariana, and in today's episode, we're going to be discussing one of my favorite topics, which is interviews, but it has a little bit of a twist. It's going to be about how to interview with confidence because it's one of the number one questions I get on my social media platforms, which by the way, if you don't follow me there, you are missing out because I post every single day, Careers in Review, all over social And if you don't follow me on LinkedIn, it's Ariana Rosen. I will be linking all of those in the show notes. All right, so let's just jump right in. You know, the topic of interviews can be so hard to cover because it's one of the topics that can be so subjective when it comes to the job searching process. But there's a piece of it that I believe, in my humble opinion, that we do have a little bit of control over, and that is the before the interview. There's a lot of things that you can do to control by preparing and be aware of your surroundings, and do your research. All of those things can actually help you increase your confidence and showing up as your best self, as well as presenting yourself as a way of, I want this job, I've prepared, I know what I want, and I'm part of the small percentage of people who actually understand how this process works, and I'm willing to put in the extra effort to show up and essentially know what to expect. Because sometimes you can be hit by a curveball, But at least you know that that curveball could have come and you were prepared on how to answer those curveball questions. So the reason why interviews are subjective is because these questions are based on one, the job description, but also they're based on measuring personality. And we are so different. And the person who might be sitting across from you has their own personal preferences And the way that they essentially will be listening for the way you're answering your body language, the way that you respond, how interactive you might be, how enthusiastic you might come across, but it can also hinder on a lot of things that we might not be aware of. So there's a lot of people who might be interviewing you who might not be trained properly to essentially account for neurodivergency, for people who are introverted, for people who might not just show up the same way that they are expecting you to show up. And so a lot of unconscious biases are introduced when it comes to the interview process. And it sucks, it's not fair, but that's just the way that things work at the moment. And so until we can get more people trained the right way and help them evaluate folks on their characteristics when it comes to their background, their ability to do the job, their skills and experience, there's also always going to be some sort of cultural aspect of, are you a good fit to work here? Are you a good cultural ad to work with our company? Are you going to mesh well with the people that already work here? Because it's going to be a problem to watch someone who doesn't add well, or who's not going to be a really collaborative person to work with because it's just going to add up for conflict at the end of the day. So that's something else that people look for in job interviews. So it's going to be very important for you to understand that aspect of the job interview process, to understand that it's not only going to be about, can you do the job? Because most likely they believe you can do the job, otherwise they wouldn't have brought you to the interview. But it's, do we want to do the job with you? Think about that for a second. So it's not about you. Most of the time, it's always going to be subjective on the employer's side. The reason why I want to talk about confidence in the job searching process, specifically in the interview process, is because confidence is key 
in the interview, no matter your experience level. Confidence matters in every single aspect of the interview process, regardless of who you're interviewing with. That's in the phone with the recruiter, in person or via Zoom or in camera with the hiring manager, with stakeholders, with other people or hiring professionals or hiring officials during the process. The company is essentially counting on you or counting to hire somebody that can essentially jump in and do the job and do it well, but also get along with people that already work at the company. They want somebody who knows how to do the job, but that's going to enjoy doing the job and that's going to like doing the job with people that already work there. So that's the reason why it's so important to bring in your best self and show up with the best foot forward. So the things that I can tell you is that you need to prepare yourself, you need to remember your strengths, you need to believe that those are your best strengths, and you need to interview the interviewer. With all of that being said, I am so excited to finally talk about what are the best tips to prepare you. There's 10 of them, so buckle up and make sure that you have some sort of beverage next to you, a snack, and of course, pen and paper to write down all the tips that I'm going to give you rapid fire because there's so many of them and all of the questions that you might be able to ask the interviewer because that's also going to help you with your confidence. Because at the end of the day, you need to understand as a job seeker that it's a two-way street. You are interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. And as always, you know that I love to talk a little bit about statistics as well. Numbers are important to give you some context. Here are some statistics as to why it's important to demonstrate confidence during your job. Interviews. Woo, this is so exciting. Okay. So as always, I will be sharing and linking all of these statistics down below. And this is actually by Zipia. Zipia has been coming up with amazing statistics when it comes to the job search, specifically in this job market, which has been a little bit rougher than usual. And it says here that it takes an average person 24 weeks to go through the hiring process at a particular job, which is a very long time. And it's actually not as long as I expected it to be, specifically in this job market. I thought it would be a little bit longer than that, but 24 weeks is long. It's almost like half a pregnancy for a woman. And I, every time that I think about weeks, I think of a pregnancy because I've been through it twice and it's a long process. On average, a candidate would essentially go on an interview request for six applications for them to complete it, to go from the initial application all the way through a job interview. It will take them six times to do that. This is something that's really interesting to me. And I was just like, hmm, that's so weird. Not weird and not unexpected, but a little bit aggravating. And he says here, on average, women are 30% less likely to be selected for a job interview than men with similar qualifications and professional backgrounds. Head scratcher? I don't think so. So let's do better companies. Why are women less likely to be selected for a job interview? I would want to know. Anyways, let's talk about the reason why being confident in a job interview is so important when it comes to statistics. Right here, it says 40% of recruiters will not hire candidates who are not confident in themselves. Isn't that interesting? And now how is this measured, which is why it's so subjective and it's so unfair because essentially it depends on the person who's going to be interviewing you. All of these things that I'm going to be telling you about confidence could be a rat's ass, right? Like who cares? inappropriate clothing. Why would that mean that you're not confident? But according to the people that were interviewed for these statistics, say that inappropriate clothing means that you're less confident. No eye contact. 
that's not as surprising because a lot of people do say that when you don't make eye contact, it means that you're unsure of yourself, that you're embarrassed or insecure about what you're saying. So that could correlate with confidence. And then the other one is your arms crossed. It means that you're very uncomfortable, that you might be shaky, or you're just fidgety. So a lot of those things do correlate a lot with confidence. So it's very interesting that 40% of recruiters will not select a candidate that might not be confident in themselves. So you have to be very aware that you don't want to come across as cocky, but you do want to come across as somebody who believes in themselves, who's very much aware of their strengths and what is it exactly that you're good at and demonstrate it in a way that's going to come across very positively in the job interview process, which I'm going to go into all of those details in just a second. Also, it says here that 50% of hiring managers believe that the way a candidate dresses and acts during the job interview can be grounds for elimination from the consideration of the job. Very interesting. So you have to be aware of your hygiene, of how you're presenting yourself, how you're behaving and what's your body language in order for 50% of these managers to consider you for the job. So interestingly enough, it doesn't matter how qualified you are. If you don't come across as likable enough or confident enough, you might be passed on in the process. Again, fair? Probably not. But that's just a game that we need to learn how to play. Another thing that I came across, I think it was really interesting when I was doing research for this particular episode, is the articulation factor. The more articulate, the more sharp, and the quicker you are when it comes to communicating in your job interview process is going to play a very important factor in how confident you come across for the job interviewer. So it says here, the ability to communicate and articulate your background in a combination of good preparation and vocabulary, enunciation and pronunciation is actually going to help you come across a little bit more confident. Your smartness, sharpness, quickness, and aggressiveness and brightness and all attributes are evaluated based upon your verbal articulation. So in the way that you talk, the filler words, how fast you speak, how many pauses you take, how you're actually speaking in the way that your body language expresses itself as you are conveying that particular message is going to be extremely important, which is why it's so, so imperative that you do prepare, that you do Mac interviews, that you say what you want to say when it comes to your career stories. The more you say, the more comfortable you're going to get and the less you're going to trip over your words. Again, it goes hand in hand with practice, expecting the unexpected, being prepared for that. All of those things are going to go hand in hand when it comes to the confidence piece on interviewing. So let's jump into the 10 tips that I have for you on how to come across a little bit more confident when it comes to your job interviews. So the first thing is to research the company and the position that you're interviewing for. The more you know about that company, the more aware you're going to be about the questions that might come up. And you also are more of an expert when it comes to having conversations with someone else. Let's say that you are going to talk about the stock market and you have no idea what the stock market is. You're not going to be confident about having a conversation with someone else about it. Same goes with this job interview. So if you don't know anything about that company, if you don't know anything about the job that you're looking for, you're not going to feel confident to talk about the person interviewing you about it. So how are you going to do research? How are you going to familiarize yourself a little bit more about the company, the job, the responsibilities, the values, the mission, whatever it is? Number one is the website. The company's website is going to have a wealth of knowledge of what it is they want you to know about them, what's important to them, and everything that's on there is going to be relevant to the job that you're looking for. So make sure that you're scouting the website, make sure that you're reading it to the best of your ability. Sometimes these websites also have 
blogs. And it's important for you to kind of read the tone in which they write, how formal they are, if they have a sense of humor, or if anything within those websites or blogs that you can come across that's very obscure that only you can find, or you can spend a little bit more time on it. And you can just make a comment during the job interview about something that you found like on page five of all of their blogs. They're going to really understand that you've dedicated time to learn about their company. And that might just be the one thing that makes you stand out as a candidate in a sea of their candidates that might have similar qualifications as you. The next thing that you can do is go onto their LinkedIn page. Are there active or they're creating content. And you can also utilize that as a twofold by engaging with them. Put your name out there and the person who's handling their a social media account might come across your name and they might actually mention it. Say, hey, this person, they've been really active with us. I think that they're interested in working here or whatever the case might be. You can become friends with them. You can start networking. And you can also understand what are the things that they're putting emphasis on, what type of content they're creating, what's important to them, the reason why they're creating content on that particular topic. All of those things can really write revenue drive traffic to their website. So the things that they're emphasizing on when it comes to content means that that's what's important to them because it provides some sort of return on investment or ROI. The next thing that you can do is go into Google News. So when you go into Google News, you can click or search for that particular company, anything that they do or anything relevant to that particular industry. That's going to make you a little bit of an expert, not a little bit, it's going to make you an expert in that topic, at least for the bit that you're going to talk about during the job interview process. Because if something major happened, and you're not aware of it and might ask you about it, or you can even bring it up. Say, hey, like I just heard in the news about XYZ or something has come up or in this industry, something has been happening. For example, in the tech industry right now, there's just a lot of uncertainty going on. Let's say that you're applying or interviewing for a job. That's something that you can talk about. That company should be open to answer those questions because this is your livelihood. This is your job. You don't want to start applying for a job and interviewing, going through the whole process, and you can potentially be laid off in six months or so. So these are tough questions that you can definitely feel comfortable to ask during the job interview process. The last piece that you can research on is Twitter. Twitter is the place for reporters and people in the news that love to essentially interact. And things go viral there pretty quickly and pretty easily. So people are constantly creating content on a daily basis. So content there has a very short shelf life. So I think that you can rely on the content there to be really relevant and really recent. So you go onto Twitter and see if that account of that company has an account. If they don't, then you can call it a day. But I think Twitter can also be a great place for you to have relevant and recent information. Now, the next tip that I have for you, that was tip number one. Tip number two is to practice any type of commonly asked questions during the job interview. Questions like, tell me about yourself. Why do you want to work at this company? What are your strengths and weaknesses? Tell me about a time when. Tell me what would you do if. And based on the job description, they might also come up with answers or questions on those responsibilities. Now, the best way to come prepared for these questions are because this is like what can trip you up of like, oh, I've never done this or that. Like, how do I answer these questions? The best way to do that is to come up with three to five career stories that can relate directly to your job. The way that you can do this is by putting up a Google Doc. And let's call and craft career stories for yourself. So think about a project or a particular thing that you worked on at work with other people that you collaborated or something that you worked on by yourself that had not specifically had to do with your job description, something that was outside of your day-to-day responsibilities. And it doesn't have to be something big. It could be like, I changed the cabinet that we were storing names on by color coding it and it made things a little bit more efficient. Something as small as that. 
think about your career story that way and start to, that could be professional or personal. And that could be an accomplishment that you can talk about and try to tie it directly to an example that it's on the job description by those bullet points. And the way that you can break this down is by utilizing the CAR method. The CAR method essentially gives you context or the challenge, action, and result. And sometimes people like to use the STAR method, but I think the STAR method sometimes can be very long-winded and bring people into a rabbit hole of wanting to hit all of those acronyms. So I think CAR can be a little bit more concise when it comes to your messaging and talking about your career stories at job interviews and can help you be a little bit more confident when it comes to talking about your stories. So again, preparing about those commonly interviewed questions, I am more than happy to do a podcast interview with an expert or myself. I'm very comfortable answering these questions myself. So, But again, these questions can be an episode themselves because I can tell you the reason why they're asked, the best way to answer them based on how many years of experience you have, give you examples and mistakes to avoid. So let me know if you want me to do an episode for each of these questions to prepare you because nine times out of 10, these companies are going to ask you this question. So it's so important for you to know how to answer them and not be caught off guard because this can be detrimental for the way that you come across as a competent person during the job interview. So again, the way that you can do that is by DMing me saying, hey, Ariana, I would love for you to cover these topics on the podcast and I'm more than happy to do that. You can DM me on Instagram at Careers in Review. All of that would be linked in the show notes. The third tip that I have for you to be more confident during the job interview process is to dress appropriately and arrive on time to the interview. Look there how I didn't say dressed professionally. I am trying to remove that word from my vocabulary because professionally is something that's very subjective as well. And I'm having issues utilizing the word professional because like, what does that mean? So I use the word appropriately instead. The reason I am saying dress appropriately is because it's going to depend on the company. It's going to depend on the industry. So what's appropriate for me in the tech industry might not be appropriate for like the financial services. Financial services is a little bit more formal. They're going to expect you to wear a suit and tie and a little bit like pencil skirts and more stuffy and a little bit more traditional, right? But in the tech industry, I can show up with jeans and something more laid back and they're more than happy with me wearing my natural hair and they're not going to question that or make me feel a little bit uncomfortable or out of sorts. But also consider that I get it. We need a job. We need to pay our bills. But also consider that do you really want to work for a company that's not going to accept you to show up for your true self and who you are and how you really feel in your culture, right? Like my body and my hair and everything is part of my culture and who I am. And I don't want to be hiding that from a company. So Make sure that you're dressing appropriately based on that company's culture. And the way that you can find that out is through the website. You can also do a quick search on how to dress for a company on this industry. They will tell you whether it's business professional, business casual, or more laid back. Make sure that you do that research and please, please, please show up on time. If they give you a time and you show up exactly at the time, you're already late. You need to show up anywhere between 10 to 5 minutes before the actual interview so that you're not rushing around. If you are driving or taking public transportation, make sure you give yourself ample of time in case there's something like traffic or transportation is delayed, whatever the case might be. You do not want to be late because it's going to give a bad impression, like you're not good with time, you don't respect people's times. And it goes back to you not being confident within your own abilities to get to places when you're expected. The fourth tip, and that goes in and handle the statistic that I was talking about earlier, and that is to make eye contact and speak clearly. Eye contact is one of the things that 
people do like to talk about when it comes to confidence. And that is because you're able to essentially hold the person's attention in a way that's not going to make you wonder or think about other things that might not be relevant to the conversation you're having. But also it helps you feel more attentive and the person that you're talking to makes them feel a little bit more important. Like you're actually paying attention and that you're present in the moment that that goes hand in hand with confidence. Also speaking clearly, again, practicing is going to help you do that a little bit better. The more you do it, the better you're going to become. And that's going to, again, help you be a little bit more confident. A story like you're not reading from a script, like you're actually a little bit of an expert. And I hate that I'm saying a little bit, you're actually an expert. So just make sure that you're also eliminating those filler words. Like, so right now I'm feeling like I'm using little, like a filler word. So I need to eliminate that from what I'm saying. But essentially making eye contact and speaking clearly is going to make you come across more confident in the job interview process. And going back to the statistic that I mentioned earlier, how the 50% of hiring managers believe that if you do not make eye contact, that makes you look a little bit less confident. So make sure that you are doing that the best of your ability. So if you are interviewing electronically, just make sure that you're looking directly at the lens of the camera and that makes it look like you're looking at the person directly on their eyes or their face. If you're, of course, interviewing in person, just make sure that you're just making eye contact directly with the person by looking at their face. The next thing is to be positive and enthusiastic. I cannot tell you how many people just show up to job interviews and all they do is be negative Nancy's and talk negatively about their previous employers, bash them. And the reason why that's not okay and does not make you look positive or confident, which is the topic of this podcast, is because essentially people need to learn from their experiences, move on and understand that those experiences have taught you something and made you a, a better professional. So Being a good leader essentially is to understand that things happen, not everything that's going to happen in your life is going to be positive, but you need to understand how to take those experiences in a positive way. What have they taught you? How have they helped you become a better person and move on? And the reason why it's not okay to bash anybody or bash your previous employer or colleagues is because the person that's interviewing you is going to think that you're going to do the same thing to them because history repeats itself. So be very careful on how you express yourself in the job interview because gossips are not confident people. They are insecure people. They are people who essentially are not able to look at themselves in the mirror and take responsibility for their own actions. And people that do that are not people who are confident. Those are all the complete opposite attributes of people who are inconfident or people who lack self-esteem. So just make sure that you are positive and enthusiastic about the opportunity by asking questions, by essentially providing opportunities that although you might be talking about something that's not ideal, you can say, but I've learned a lot from that opportunity. I am happy that I am here and I have learned to be a better professional and I'm happy that it happened because otherwise I wouldn't have been here today. So just make sure that you're turning things around in a positive way, in a positive light, so that you're the one who's looking like the bigger person and the better leader. The next thing is ask questions about the company and the position. Being able to interview the person that's interviewing you, it's going to give you so many brownie points when it comes to being confident. Because sometimes people just sit there and take questions like it's a Q&A on the other person's part instead of just providing feedback and insights into the conversation as well. It should be a two-way street. If you feel confident enough to stand up and asking tough questions to the interviewer in a respectful way and professional way as well, that's going to make you look a lot more professional. And here are some examples that you can ask based on your research, based on what's on the 
website and based on the job description. You can say something along the lines of how would you describe the company's values and how do they tie to the goals this year? The reason why this is important is because it makes you look confident is because you are aware of what's important for the company and you're tying it back to the ROI. There's nothing more important for a company than an ROI, making money, saving time and doing something better for whoever works there already. So asking this question is going to make you look really good because there's not a lot of people asking this and I wish candidates will ask me this more. The next one is, what would you say are the top priorities for this company or department this quarter or this year? This is also important because it makes you look like you're looking ahead and you're already seeing yourself in this role. Again, exhibiting a lot of confidence because you're already curious about what are the things that you can do to contribute to this company based on getting knowledge on what are the priorities, not only for the quarter, but also for the year, thinking of the future. Again, just having that confidence of like, hey, I'm here to get this job. I want this job. I'm the best candidate for the job. So I'm already asking you questions of seeing myself in this seat. So let's go. Give me the job, (laughs) right? Like think about it this way. The next thing that you can also ask about is what are your favorite parts of working for this company? Can you tell me what's the best day that you ever had? What's the worst day that you've ever had? The reason I'm asking those questions is important because it's like the person that's going to be sitting across from you knows that you're not afraid of asking tough questions. Again, that's in a respectful manner, but it also speaks to the confidence that you have as a job interviewer because a lot of people do not ask these questions. They feel afraid, but again, you have to feel the vibe because you're not going to be asking questions if you're not feeling like this is going to be a good place to ask these questions. There's a lot of stuffy companies out there that do not appreciate people asking questions. And it's okay for you to just, you know, Take it and move on and know that this is not the right place for you. But if you are feeling the vibe, you know that this is a place that's more than open to receiving feedback and answering questions, just make sure that you are asking meaningful questions. And also taking it back to the conversation that you're having with the person, make sure that you're taking specific conversation pieces and asking questions based on those conversations as opposed to having canned questions. But in case the conversation is not going as planned, you can have questions prepared in the back of your mind. Another question that I like to ask as well is, is there anything else that I can answer based on my accomplishments that I've been able to talk to you today? Anything that I'll be able to clarify just to make sure that you are being concise in the questions they're asking you. And it's the post question that people are loving to ask these days. Like, do you have any reservations about my qualifications? Please stay away from asking this question because essentially you are leaving the interview on a bad note. You're telling people or asking people to think of something negative about you right after you've been talking so much positive things about yourself. And again, it just doesn't add any value. And then it goes back to the confidence piece. Why is your self-esteem so low that you need people to tell you what are you doing wrong? Like, what are the things that people don't like about you? People pleasing. So leave that at the door. Instead, ask if you need any clarification on whatever it is you've talked about before. Have I answered all of your questions? Is there anything that I can go deeper on? Just to make sure that you've lived in the conversation, knowing that you've done everything in your power and everything to your ability to make sure that you've answered everything before you leave the room. The next tip is to send a thank you note. Now, this is just not necessary at all. I don't think that is a make or break. And I don't think it's going to give you like any type of advantage. But I do hear of, I like thank you notes. I've sent people thank you notes and they have made me aware that my thank you notes have been the reason why I've stand out from other candidates because it has made me look like a little bit more confident in the follow-up game because there's a lot of people out there who think that following up is desperate. There's a lot of people out there who think that following up makes them look 
thirsty <laughs> for some reason. And so if you do it the right way, a thank you note can serve as a follow-up note. So the reason why I like sending thank you notes is because I'm somebody who's extremely appreciative of other people's times. Time on people's calendar is important to me because I know that they can be doing other million things as opposed to spending time with me. And so I just want to make sure that they're aware of how thankful I am for their time. And I just want to make sure that they understand the reason why I wanted to be there. What are the things that I'm so appreciative of? What are the things I learned from the conversation? Just to reemphasize the fact that I'm super interested in the opportunity. And I do know that there's like 89% of other people who are not doing thank you notes. And I do want to do my part on standing out in the sense of like, the small percentage of people are doing it. So I want to be one of the small percentages. So that also contributes to my confidence of like, I know that I'm not thirsty. I just want to do something that's nice. And I want to do something that makes me feel like I'm courteous, that I am doing the right thing and that I'm just being thankful for people's times. Something else is to follow up. If you don't hear back from the company, be insistent. That's going back to your confidence piece. You are aware that you've done everything that you're supposed to do. You know that you're a good candidate. You know that if they don't want you, it's because they're, you know, Missing a screw in their head. Okay, never mind. That's just a dad joke, a really bad dad joke. But following up speaks to your confidence and your ability to follow through and to understand that you know that you're the best candidate for the job. So you need to remind them of that by following up and doing it in a cadence that makes sense. I usually like to follow up for 30 days. After 30 days, if they don't get back to you, it means that they've moved on, that they've ghosted you, which is not cool, but it is what it is. And I like to follow up anywhere between three to five business days each time for 30 days straight. If they don't answer you after 30 days, move on. Assume that they're not getting back to you and do it from three to five business days. Unless they already told you what the process is and that they're waiting on something, then give them time. But if you haven't heard anything from them, that's the cadence that I like to use. Three to five business days for 30 days. The next thing to come across as more confident in the job interview process is to never be afraid to negotiate your salary. There's a lot of people out there who just take their word as the Bible and get the first offer that they're offered and take the first salary that they offer. And that's just something that's going to come across as you are just desperate, that you're just taking the first thing that they're giving you and that you do not have the confidence to speak of yourself. So just make sure that you're asking. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. Negotiating your salary is so important because that's going to be the base in which you're going to be entering the company. And that's going to be measured for all future salary increases. So that's going to be so important for you to understand for any bonuses, any percentages, whatever it is that you're going to do after that. And it can set you back up to seven years in retirement if you're a woman, especially because women tend to not negotiate more than men. So it's very important for you to understand that, you know, it adds to your confidence because you believe in yourself, you know what your worth is. And as long as it's a reasonable request and it's something that you've discussed from the beginning of the conversation, there's no reason not to ask. And the last thing is to believe in yourself. I know that it sounds like, oh, side eye and roll your eyes, but believing in yourself and the thoughts that come into your head and the way that you talk to yourself internally is going to, oh my God, do so much wonders for the way that your confidence increases. Just by the way that you tell that in reality, what matters is internal factors as opposed to depending on external factors to feel good about yourself and to know that you're worth this job and that this job deserves you. That's going to make a huge difference. Do not depend on other people to feel worth it. Depend on yourself to feel worth it. Tell yourself that you are worth it. Tell yourself every day that you are amazing, that you're talented, that you're a good employee, that you're an amazing, badass person, career professional, 
that it's going to be deserving of this job that you're going to land it whenever you want. And if it's meant to be, it will be there for you. Those are the things that I like to tell myself every time that I'm going to go into an interview and that if it didn't work out, it just wasn't meant to be. I've done everything I can. I put my best foot forward and I've shown up with the best confidence that I can. So to recap in how to show up your best self and with the most confident when it comes to a job interview, when it you know, interviewing is just so subjective. So here are the 10 tips that I want to give you to recap the episode so far. The first thing is to do your research of the company, the position that you're interviewing by going to the website, LinkedIn, Google News, and Twitter. The second tip was to practice the most commonly asked interview questions like, tell me about yourself. Why do you want to work here? What are your weaknesses and strengths? And so on and so forth. And also utilize the CAR method, context, actions, and results to be a little bit more concise. And again, show up in your best self with a lot of confidence. The third tip was to dress up properly and arrive on time. The fourth tip was to make eye contact to speak clearly by practicing. You can be better at this. The fifth tip was to be positive and enthusiastic. And the way that you can do that, if you're more of an introvert, sometimes it's hard to show enthusiasm. So the way that you can do this is by asking tons of questions. And I also did give you a few of examples of how you can ask questions in a way that's meaningful and that's not going to be repetitive or can't from the internet. The next tip was to ask questions about the company and the position, such as how would you describe the company's values and how are they tied to the goals? Again, just shows a lot of confidence that you are putting yourself in the job already by asking futuristic questions because you already see yourself working there. The next thing is to send a thank you note. Although there's not a lot of correlation between sending thank you notes and getting the job, I think it does show a lot of confidence because you're not discounting yourself already by thinking that sending a follow-up question or a thank you note makes you look thirsty. The next one was to follow up with the company and not be afraid of them ghosting you because if they do ghost you, now you know that you can move on. But at least you know that you've done everything in your power and your confidence that you essentially did everything in your checklist. The next thing was to don't be afraid to negotiate your salary. Some people just take the first offer that comes their way and that speaks volumes of their self-esteem and confidence. So you are worth it. You can ask for more as long as it's something that's reasonable and that you're doing it professionally. The worst that can happen is that they say no. And lastly, is to believe in yourself. The way that we speak to ourselves and nurture ourselves is going to be so important. So please make sure that you're telling yourself that you are a badass, that you're good at your job and that you deserve the job that you're looking for and that you're interviewing for it. So just make sure that you're telling yourself every single day before you're going to a job interview that you are going to get it, that you're worth it. And if you don't get it, it's because it wasn't meant to be that you've done everything in your power to actually do it. Well, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Let me know if you have any questions by going onto my Instagram, LinkedIn, or TikTok and DM me if you have any questions, follow up, any type of tips that you want me to give you. I am happy to help you out with that career review on all of the channels or Adriana Rosen on LinkedIn. Thank you so much for career reviewers and I will see you back here on the next episode. Bye-bye. From effective networking to landing job offers, this is the podcast for action takers ready to be the best they can be without any fear. This is the Careers in Review podcast. Make sure to never miss an episode of Careers in Review. Subscribe to our podcast newsletter. You will receive exclusive information about upcoming shows, transcripts, and information about our guests. For all resources mentioned, show notes, transcriptions, and more details regarding topics discussed in today's show, please visit the Careers in Review website, www.careersinreview.com slash podcast. You can also follow Careers in Review on all socials for more exclusive video content. Thank you for listening.